0: Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. You just might feel a little better on the other side. Hello there, this is D, and welcome to episode 81 of the Benzo Free Podcast. I am back in my studio now. It is Saturday morning, May the 8th. I'm a day behind in getting this out, but I hope to get this released here today on Saturday. I just drove back yesterday from Kansas City, and, and on the way I recorded some thoughts when I took a stopover in Hayes, Kansas, on the way to Kansas City. And I shared a lot of ideas and and hopefully some positive sentiments about progress that I've been making in my recovery and also talked a bit about how we can do things to improve how we heal, um, the rate of our healing and and the degree of our healing. And so I, I thought it might make a good podcast. So I decided to turn that into our feature today. Thus, there will be no mailbag or benzo stories today, but I promise next week, will probably be all Benzo stories and mailbag to catch up. I love doing those every now and then. So next week we'll do just a straight up Benzo, your comments, your questions, and your stories. I really like doing those. So that'll probably be our next week's podcast. But today we're going to talk about protracted withdrawal and the length of time it takes for us to make progress. I know so many of you have shared with me your concerns about how long it's taking. And I, I totally understand that frustration, considering this coming August I will be seven years benzo free and still have some symptoms. But I've also made some very recent progress and I talked about that when I stopped over to spend the night in Hayes, Kansas, and found a, a little trail nearby and walked walked along the path there and just shared some of my thoughts. I hope I hope you find today's content useful. But before we move on, don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. Comment on our videos on YouTube, on our podcast posts, via our feedback form at easinganxiety.com slash feedback. Um, subscribe to our mailing list and even donate. That really helps us along the way. And remember, Benzo Podcast is for informational purposes and should never be considered medical advice. So let's tune in right now to a few thoughts I had from my recent travels to Kansas City. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but this little trail that's not too far from my motel is also not too far from Interstate 70. <laughs> so you're probably hearing some background some background noise. So it's been fun. One of the things I mentioned on the last podcast I wanted to talk about a bit here was that I feel like this last year I'm actually making some real progress with my benzo withdrawal. And I really think that's happening. I don't know if it's just the timing that after, well, in August it'll be seven years since my last dose of clonazepam, but I also wonder if it's partly because I'm pushing myself, I'm getting out there, I'm trying new things, I'm developing new tools, I'm learning how to not be afraid of things, not let the anxiety overtake me. Honestly, it's probably a combination. It's probably a combination of all those things. But, I'm better. Um, This situation with my parents back home is extremely stressful for me. And the first month or so, I wasn't even sure if I'd get through it, but... It's funny because the situation hasn't eased much. There's always problems that just keep coming up and this is getting... taking forever and it's really hard. It's more than I ever thought I'd have to do. But... I'm handling it better. And I'm handling the complications with my family, the drama, and all that going on better. And I thought it's good to talk about that in the introduction today because... I think some of you have listened to my trials over the past two and a half years of this podcast and and wondered gee will I ever you know heal because I know D sure isn't healing it but but I've always told you I am healing I felt like it but I just didn't know what that meant for those of you who have been struggling with protracted withdrawal going on months years like myself and many of you um, I know are also having the same difficulties and have shared that with me I, I've, I've heard some other people talk about that at like 10 years they felt fully healed and it's hard to believe that because what what would take you 10 years what's magical about that what and, and what kind of illness possibly takes 10 years for you to heal I don't know it's it's crazy but I do think Maybe this is just one of those ones that takes a really long time. But I'm getting better. I'm handling things better. I'm not, I'm not as scared. I don't have as many fears. I still got some and I still have benzo mornings here and there, but not as many and not as severe. And the key thing, I recover from them quicker they don't ruin my whole week or even day like they used to. I have a lot of triggers for my family, my folks part of it and stuff that I'm dealing with now. And in January, February, when I first had to deal with the issue of trying to take care of my parents, it was really hard because all that stuff comes up. And you've heard me talk about it a little bit there. But now... I don't let it get to me as much. I'm setting some more boundaries and that's helping. And I'm finding ways to distance myself on some things but still be present on others. Setting boundaries I do think is the the key there. I'm learning and I think the thing I wanted to discuss today in the introduction was, healing doesn't come on its own I think. And I think so many people are waiting to heal. Now, trust me, I'm not saying those people who are waiting to heal are just sitting there (laughs) doing nothing. Because we're all fighting desperately to get better. And I know that. But I think for some of us in our mind, there's just this clock like, hey, we're going to heal one day. I don't know if it works that way. I've had that sometimes but I've also been trying desperately to do everything I can for the most part (laughs) to help myself to partner with myself with my body so as those GABA receptors and my nervous system and everything does heals and my brain heals and stuff that I'm also helping it along and I think in life I'm a big believer in moderation, in combinations of things. You know, it's like people often talk about nature versus nurture. You know, well, did this person pick up this trait from genetics or did they pick it up from environment? And we talked about this in the podcast before. It's rarely ever black and white like that. It's rarely ever one or the other. Almost always it's a combination. So why would we think benzo withdrawal is any different? I really don't think that our recovery from benzodiazepines just happens without us doing some things to help it along. I believe that we can make this better. I would not be doing this podcast if I didn't believe that we can do things to improve ourselves, to improve this experience, to Improve how fast and how well we can get back into the real world. I'm not thinking of the right words here. (laughs) But I think you understand what I'm talking about. And part of it is just the encouragement to keep working at it. And, And I think it's finding that balance of acceptance and will. Because I'm not fighting against it. And that's why I think a lot of us see is that we got to fight against this. Like this shouldn't be happening to me. I got to stop it. It's just, how do we stop this? How do I fight against it? How do I, I come from a different angle of saying, no, I accept that this happened to me and I have to deal with it. How can I make this experience better? And I think learning anxiety tools, I think managing our fear and managing our anxiety from my experience and experience that I've seen from working with hundreds of you all through correspondence and emails. Managing that fear and anxiety, finding ways to do that, whatever works for you to do that, makes the biggest difference. I've rarely seen a substance or a supplement or a vitamin or and some of those have helped some people, but I've rarely seen those Rarely, I've rarely seen those make the ultimate difference, really be the factor that turned the corner. From what I've seen, it was usually people finding acceptance for their condition and then working on tools to help ease their anxiety, working on, as, as we mentioned before, about the learning deficit that Ashton talks about. And this is one of the great, in my opinion, one of the great finds in the Ashton Manual was when she spoke about the learning deficit. And I've mentioned this in the podcast several times. It's not just that we have neurological damage from taking these drugs long-term, we do. We've seen that, we know what's happening, the GABA receptors, other factors in the CNS and the peripheral nervous system and everything. We've seen that this happens. Later, I actually even had some science back in the 60s about possible brain damage from these drugs. We just haven't had enough research to really show it and convince others, but we've seen it. I'm pretty convinced on that factor. But that's not the only thing, as Ashton mentioned, we also are out of practice. For many of us for years, these pills have been helping us manage our anxiety, have been taking care of that for us. And now as we're coming off them, or perhaps you're intolerance and they're no longer having the same effect they've had, now you're having to deal with this anxiety and you're out of practice. You don't have the skill set we used to have. We don't have... We don't have the tools that we may have developed even if they were unintentional before, that helped us manage our anxiety in the real world before we started taking these drugs. These drugs have been managing our fear and anxiety for us. And now we're left without them. So it just makes sense that not only do we have to let our body heal and accept things and give it time for the neurological changes to reset themselves but we also need to find ways to learn how to manage anxiety how to handle anxiety how to handle our fears how to let go of ruminations how to let go of cyclical thinking that so many of us fall into how to be able to move on these are the tools that we may have lost or maybe never developed or just out of practice on we got to work on that. And I think it's that combination. When we did that screening of Medicating Normal the other night that I mentioned in the last podcast that last week, um, a few people wrote and said that I, they liked the job I did as moderator. And I was like going, well, gee, thank you. That's really cool. And I have to go back, though, and think, could I have done that two, three, four years ago in the middle of withdrawal, the middle of acute withdrawal? no and i've always been pretty comfortable in front of people and speaking and doing things like that but i wouldn't have been able to do that earlier in my withdrawal and now i can and it was just natural and it just flowed and i made some mistakes and i can improve i know i can as a moderator and i hope to get more chances to do that i enjoy doing that i think because of doing this podcast i'm more comfortable speaking into a mic and doing videos and stuff like that so That's also progressed as I've been doing this. But I don't think, I know I couldn't have done it in that way three years ago, four years ago, in acute withdrawal. That's an improvement. Those are the things that we need to cling to. Find those progressions, find that success, find those improvements and remember them, identify them, cling to them. Write them in your journal, whatever, and go back to them, be grateful for them. See that positivity in your recovery because there's so much negativity. You gotta force sometimes the positivity. You gotta cling to the positivity sometime. I'm not saying mask the negativity and don't see it. We still have to process negative emotions but we can't let those totally block out the positive ones then we get out of balance that screening of medicating normal that just felt natural to me it's like it used to i used to moderate panels and teach all the times on the film circuit back when i was a screenwriter and teaching and it felt good to have that back to where it feels Natural to me again. I I wondered why leading up to it. I wasn't I wasn't anxious and people had asked me somebody a couple people actually checked in with me on text before and said, are you doing okay? How is this? And I get it. I'm a benzo survivor in protracted withdrawal. I should be freaking out. (laughs) And I would have been a while ago. But I wasn't. And that's progress. And I wanted to share that with people today because so often i share how i'm still having trouble and i think that is not very encouraging and i wanted today to say look i'm getting better i'm noticing changes i'm noticing improvements i'm noticing things that are getting my life back it's happening for me it's taking a long time for some of you it only may, may only take months some may take a couple of years some may take six, seven, eight, nine years like me. And I know I'm going to continue to heal. And I still have symptoms. I still have limitations. I do. But things are starting to happen for me. And I think it's because I allowed the time for them to happen. I had the patience and the acceptance, but I also worked at it. And if I can help others work at it and develop the tools and find the habits and create new, you know, new wiring in our brains that h- allows us to deal with this anxiety and fear in a more healthy way, then I'm, I'm pretty happy that I am where I am today. Anyway, I hope that helps. I hope that's encouraging. Um, and maybe kick this trip off on the right foot you know I, I go into these trips sometimes to visit my folks and sometimes i go in with dread and sometimes i go in with trying to be focused on positive positive. and i'm trying to focus on positive this one there's a lot of work to be done we got to clean out the house it's gonna take us forever but we're gonna get through it and i'm gonna do what i can do this trip and what i don't get done will be the next trip we will get there and with my folks, I can only do so much. But after that, it's in somebody else's hands. And that's okay. I can do the best I can to help out my parents. But beyond that, I can't control it. That's in somebody else's hands. Oh. But I just want you all to know that this is hard. It's depressing sometimes, it's debilitating sometimes, it's painful sometimes, it's hopeless sometimes. But it does end. We do get through it. We do heal. We do get better. We do get better. I now see that for myself. And I've been seeing that in little hints, but now I'm seeing it more so. I'm enjoying more of my day every day than I have in a long time. And that's a good thing, a really good thing. And I want nothing more than to help others, like yourself, hopefully, find that same joy. And we're gonna get there. You know what? I think that rambling right there is a short podcast. So maybe I just release this as it is. I don't know. We'll see. But I might. And if we do, I'm recording this alternate ending (laughs) just in case I do. So please allow just 30 seconds for a disclaimer, and then we'll do a little bit of closing. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional, nor is he engaged in rendering medical health or psychological advice nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the Benzofree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering or any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non-benzodiazepines or any other prescription drug should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofree.org/disclaimer. Our next episode is episode 82. 82 is the math in my head is accurate. That's 1 plus 81, which I think this one is. And it will be released sometime in May. <laughs> oh, I don't have a calendar in front of me and I'm not great at doing that. But it'll be released in another week. That's the goal here. Remember to keep calm, taper slowly, and take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.